Good morning. Welcome to the Barn Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. My name is Jesse Peterson. Uh, if you want to get involved in this dialogue today, you can call in at 800-411-2663. 1-800-411-BOND, B-O-N-D. Or you can email us, church at bondinfo.org. Church at bondinfo.org. Dot org and put your name in town on your email. And <clears throat> hopefully the question is related to today's topic or something that you heard from last week. Be happy to uh, deal with that as well. Good morning to everybody here. Good morning. Appreciate you coming in. I know we were talking you know, about what's going on in the world. Um, any questions or anything before we get rolling, before I start rolling here? Yeah. The year, the year is almost up. And uh, when we started out this year, we had a theme. Uh, don't say what it is, but do anybody remember what that theme that we started out with? You do remember it? What was it at? Do not remember. Do not remember. Well, we know you haven't been doing it then, right? I guess not. That's amazing. Not on purpose. Not on <laughs> um, Mary, you remember the theme for us? I can't hear you. You don't remember. You guys should be walking on water at the end of this year. That's why it was important to remember that. Andrew, what was it? No. No. <laughs> She's guessing at all the past years. <laughs> you should have doubted before you said that. Dilla, you remember? That's right. Only one holy person here. <laughs> and anybody been doing that? Just kind of watching yourself and knowing that stuff? Have you been doing it? Yeah. And that's why you don't have questions because you've been doing it? Questions for me. <laughs> no? Um, so what is it like for you, Dolores, now that the year is almost up and you have noticed yourself? Camp an hour yourself. You have not. <laughs> wow. You know, God said that, um, that we should know thyself. We should seek him first. And if you don't do it, I don't know how you think things are going to get better for you. Yes. Um, I have been doing that, not as part of the yearly program. Yeah. I've been doing it. Right. And this last week, I saw that uh, I more than likely have, I have an emotional attachment to money. To money. And that emotional attachments just drift from one thing to another. That's right. They never, and, and they can. That's such a good point. And I've seen that in myself, and I don't particularly like it. I'm not that capable of doing that much about it. Yeah. But and why don't you like it? Because inevitably you do something really strange with that. At some point you're gonna you're gonna react in, in a very strange way. You're gonna do something something odd. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna use your emotions instead of who you are to choose a choice to choose a course of action. Right. Uh, a lot of people did that this week. Oh yeah. Did you have a reaction to the? Um Financial crisis we're going through. Oh, I, uh, in fact, I I listened a while back when Pat stood up after 
church one day and said, look, there's some weird stuff going on. Uh, I suggest you all sit down and kind of get a little safe. Oh, he did? Safety. Have to not, not get a little safe, like with a combination, but get safer in your investments. Right. And so that was when I started to take things out and oh, put them more safe. So, well, that's good then. At yeah. least Patrick saved one person some money. There he did. Yeah. And, and anybody else that I talked to that listened. Yeah. That's great, man. So, we are connected emotionally. And you go from one thing to the next. You yeah. start with your mama, and then you go to whatever else, and yeah, then whatever from else. Yeah, one thing to another. And it's and not that different. It's not that different. Yeah. You can think the money saves you. You can think mommy saves you. You can think uh, whatever. Drugs, alcohol, and food save you. That's right. And if you're not aware of yourself, then you don't even realize that you're doing it. Because, I don't know, it just almost seems natural to do it without realizing that you're doing it. Well, but we are attached to so many emotional things. We're attached to so many things emotionally. Songs, songs glorify it. Music glorifies it. Yeah. Uh, restaurants glorify it. Look how cool the food is. It has That's right. this and that and the other. Uh, Winemakers glorify it. So how has that helped you to see that? I, fewer times do I succumb to it. Right. Or, or do I get, or, or I don't fool myself as much when I'm thinking I'm great because I have an emotional attachment. That's the other thing that happens. Yeah. Suddenly you're attached to something, you think you're great because you have that thing. Yeah. Well, guess what? That thing can go away. And it will go away. That's the part, that's, that's the part and, and that's, a lot of people saw that with money this week. Yeah. You get attached to money and it's gone, you go, wow, now what am I attached to? Yeah. Do I run to something else or do I just sit here and suffer a while until I figure out what's going on? Yeah. It's that kind of stuff. That's good, man. Right on. Anybody else notices anything? I, this whole year has gone by almost? No? Yes, sir. <clears throat> you brought that up again, you know, uh, practicing the presence. You know how easy it is to kind of just shift away from that, but, you know, you just, you move away from that, practicing the presence. I mean, mm -hmm. I do practice the presence uh, when praying, but uh, but that's one thing, but what's really important is when you're out and about, Yeah. that's that's when, when it matters. Yeah, as soon as you stop praying, you're back in your, in, in well, the imagination again. Not, not completely, uh, but uh, it's just important. You know, to be yeah. mindful of that. Yeah. That's that's what I want to say. It's really important to me to be mindful of that. Yeah, God said to keep our minds set on these things instead of other things that people think about all the time. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, mine is, a, in the, you know, when you practice the presence, and you're in the present, and then all of a sudden, you know, those thoughts come from the background and try to pull you back. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and make you get all involved in that, and then... You don't, you know, and then it takes a while for you to get back to the prison. <laughs> yeah. So Especially if you overreact to it. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, yeah. you know, and it always pulls up the ones that are like the ones that are the most emotional for it, yeah. have been the most emotional. And so they yeah. just really grab you. The one thing I've realized this year by uh, paying attention to myself is that it is so easy to overcome anything in life. The, the more you get to uh, uh, know yourself, the more you see about yourself, it is so easy to overcome. And it's amazing to me how, because most people don't know this, even though it's in the Bible, that people are suffering unnecessarily. Because really, 
you can overcome anything without any effort on your part. But it can only happen if you get to know yourself. If you don't get to know yourself, you never will. In the Bible, God talks about um, the invisible will become the visible. Anybody ever heard that? Read that before? Yeah. Do you know what that means? And I've heard this all of my life in church. The invisible will become the visible. Anybody know what that means? Wow. You're not, you guys don't read your Bible? You need to put away the movie books and read the Bible sometime. <laughs> it's okay to read it sometime. So, do you, anybody ever heard that before? Yes. I'm thinking when I hear that, I think of faith. You think of faith in um, whatever. um, Like for me this year, I've seen a lot of manifestations uh, despite what my uh, uh, current circumstances are. I'm still seeing um, anything that I um, think about and I want. Um, The moment I go into that, it, um, those things start to manifest. And I don't care what it is. Like if I, I'm, I've been dealing with back pain, and I'm believing in God that it says in the Bible you heal by his stripes you are healed, so right. you don't have to suffer. Yeah. And so I've been confessing that every time my back is ailing me, I just I won't give in to the pain. I'll just start saying, well, God said. So it's a process. And now I've been talking to people, and they're like, you know what? You should do this stretch. You could do this, you could take this, you know, right. telling me certain. So I'm starting to see that's part of the manifestation that I won't have any more back pain and I don't have to have surgery or go to the doctor and all this kind of stuff. So to me, when I hear that the invisible will come become visible, um, I think of my faith. Okay. Anybody? Yes, sir. The, have you ever heard that before? Yes. That the invisible will, be, yes. will become the visible? become visible. What does that mean to you? Well, uh, and I would just tell you guys the answer, but if I just tell you the answer, you won't discover for yourself, and it won't be yours, it'll be mine. And thank God that he made it possible for all of us to find it if we really want it. But if if you're walking out of here, and you're not really, your mind is not set on things above, then you're not going to get it. It's just not, you'll have an idea in your head which would be wrong because your mind cannot conceive the things of God. It cannot tell you what he's talking about at all. So it's a waste of time to even think about it in your head. And you got to really, you don't have to, but I recommend that you really start thinking on things from above instead of things from below. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Anyway, everything we do is the invisible becoming the visible. Everything we do, it's either coming from above or below, but uh, that's, that's really what our life is all about, the, the invisible becoming visible. Okay. Yes, baby. Um, and then I'll take you, sir. Yes. You ever heard that before? I, no, I don't remember hearing that. And now that you hear, well, the, does it mean anything to you? Yeah, to me it means that uh, there are forces, like John was saying, that from below and from above that act on us and um, you, the more you know yourself the more you can see those forces not, not with your eyes but you can see them acting in your mind or trying to act and in everybody you know it, 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 people that do uh, crazy things to you you can see that they're, they're, 
they're not seeing what they're doing. They're being acted through. Oh, okay. And that's what the invisible, you think that that means yeah. when you hear that? And okay. I think also, I've always, well, I, I haven't always believed this, but I do believe that there are all kinds of spirits floating about and influencing people, and if we could actually see them with our eyes, we'd be shocked. We'd, I think they're all over the place. Oh, okay. Have you heard that before? The invisible becoming invisible? Yes. I can't hear you. Yes. And when you first heard it, what was your impression of that? Did it mean anything to you? I honestly don't remember when I first heard it. Uh, you know, the, the uh, thought that I had because I know I wasn't aware at that right. time. Right, yeah. Um, but what it, what it means to me, I believe, is that the I haven't been here all year, and I'm just getting the, uh, the topic, practicing the presence, but since I've been here, I have been doing <coughs> meditation and practicing the presence. Yeah. And I have seen the, the invisible, which is the spirit within, becoming the visible, which is the spirit without, which is, which is actually me, uh, the, or the spirit embodying me. And I have seen it um, in what I say and what I do and how I act and how I react. And the embodiment of, 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 this, of my inner spirit becoming. And this is all new for you, too, to watch yourself like that, to right? To watch myself yeah. like that, right. Is that amazing to you? It is. It is amazing and it is um, it's difficult also. In what way is it's it difficult? difficult because I have spent all this time, I have uh, raised children. I mean, this is the first weekend Dominique and I have been able to, to talk about some of the things that I'm, and, and for me to allow her to see uh, the, the, and practice, you know, practice yeah. the This presence. is your daughter? Yes. Oh, okay. And so uh, I just think of the wasted years, the wasted time that yeah. I've spent with children, the wasted time that I've spent in school, in uh, and, and the jobs that I've done professionally. You know, I, I think about that. I have flashes of that too, how all those years I was taught church, right. you know, I was right. taught religion, and I thought I knew it. Even though my life wasn't changing at all, I wasn't, nothing was really happening, but for some reason I, I thought that that was just it, you know, and not realizing that I was so blind and couldn't see. And all those years I went through that. But now that I'm waking up, I still don't feel like I missed anything, though. It looked like I'm right on time. And that's what's so good about waking up. You don't really feel like you miss anything. And so just be patient with yourself. And I now understand why God said, don't think about the past. Because really, the past doesn't exist. It's really only the now that exists. But our mind will make us think about it. And so when these flashes come, and, oh, you spent all those years in church, you know, learning religion, and you never change, it'll give you pain if you think on that. But if you just see it and let it pass, it won't hurt you. And, and don't struggle with this at all. You cannot put your will into it at all. None. It's not your will, or, you know, my will, his will being done. So if, you, if it's difficult for you, it's because you're inserting your will into it, and he wants you to let go. And I'm telling you, it, get, it, it, it is so simple that it just blows your afro off at times. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. 
And if you just stay with it, I've been doing this now for 19 years, maybe 20 really, but 19 for sure. And it just, it just, it's my, it's, it's amazing. I can't even find the words to express the way we really should be living, really. And, and, and because, you know, we're in darkness, we really don't see. And then the other weird thing, the mind just so, is sitting there to deceive you about everything. Everything you hear, it defines it for you and try to make you believe that that's what it is. That's why last year we, had, we did doubting the doubts. Because if you doubt the doubt, doubt the thought, you can then believe the truth. But you just got to know in your heart that every thought you get is absolutely not true. It's just a total lie. Every one you get is a lie. And you should not follow any of them. And if you stay still, you will eventually... Uh, you'll find yourself not as involved in your thought. It'll just kind of happen on its own if you stay with it. It's amazing how it is. It's hard to believe it. If you're dating, you could uh, think that your, your girlfriend or boyfriend is cheating on you. The devil come with a thought and say, wow, they're out with someone right now. You know, that's why they're not answering the phone. And you say to yourself, no, that's not true. You know, and, and, and the devil says, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you, and you'll say, oh, no, no, they're not doing that. And then he'll say, well, make a call and see. And so you're, you're dialing the phone saying, this is not true, while dialing the telephone and not realize you're feeding this thing as you're carrying it out. And, but there is a way not to feed it at all. And that's what I want you guys to know, and you've got to discover this for yourself. I want to tell you, but I'm not. Because if I tell you, it's not going to be yours. Now, I can tell you how to get there, but I, I, you gotta, you got to find no man can give you what I'm talking about. And it is so, it's, it's, it's inside of us, too. That's what's so amazing about it. it it's hard to conceive that we have a, a life inside of us. You know, how do you believe something like that? You can't touch it. You can't feel it. It doesn't make sense in the head that we have a life inside of us. And this life that we're living on the outside is a false, destructive, insecure, doubtful life. And it depends on everything around it to give it life. It, we have a life inside of us. And, and I want to tell you about it, but if I tell you, you'll be trying to act it out. You've got to find it yourself. And it's my job to tell you about it by pointing you to it, toward it. Um, did I take your question already? About the invisible becoming visible? Yeah. I, you know, one of the things I want to say is it can be very concrete, too. I remember when my life was the most messed up, my garage was messed up. Yeah. There's everything about you is messed up when yeah. you're messed up. And yeah, whatever you are on the inside is what you're going to be on the outside. Pretty much. There, I mean, it's not always true, but there's an indicator of something going on. Yeah. Yeah, and that's right. And so I, me and a friend of mine always used to laugh about how, you know, cleaning the garage is the best therapy, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can order, get your life orderly, and there's something about that. I have no garage now, so, yeah. <laughs> so I fixed that problem. <laughs> then you can go and clean someone else's yeah. garage. <laughs> yeah. um, if you want to be a part of this discussion, it's 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663 or church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. Yes, ma'am. 
is does it have to do with your belief? I always get to that, like your belief system, like um, visible becoming visible. Um, does it have to do with uh, what you believe? Like how we were talking last week, just before we ended, or at the end, and I was so convinced. I'm so convinced that whatever you believe for your situation, then that's what manifests in your life. So if you're caught up in what the economy is doing, yeah. then the economy is going to have an effect on you. And everybody was like, no, 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 it's going to have an effect. Well, it's just like if I'm going through a trial and you say, don't worry, everything is going to be worked out. God already knows the end. You don't have to you know, worry, you're going to be taken care of. Yeah. Then why would you tell me, well, look at the economy and what we're going through. Like those two don't go together. Like, if we say and we believe in God and this grace is sufficient and he's the supplier of all our needs, why would we be worrying about the economy? I don't care what the taxes are. We're still evolving, still surviving, still going forward. You know, it's like if I'm so worried about the economy or whatever is going on, whoever the president is and all this stuff, how could I look at my daughter and say, go forward, go to school, because these, you know, yeah. how could I tell her that to have hope? So well, I was, black people don't have to worry anyway. <laughs> we don't have anything to lose. Well, yeah. <laughs> We've been surviving like that. These, these, are good, <laughs> these are good times for us. <laughs> well, to me, it, it, that's kind of true because um, sometimes you, out of the despair and not having and not, you know, like, um, that's when the greatest things come forth. Like, yeah. When people yeah. back in the day didn't have what um, air conditioners, somebody thought of how could we be cooler, or when they was having the yeah difficult times, yeah. it does bring out the best of some people. That's yeah. I yeah. was eating chicken, fried chicken, yeah. and biscuit and served before the oh. money crash happened, <laughs> <laughs> and so I could continue to eat biscuit served <laughs> until they get the same worked out. You know, <laughs> not gonna miss a step. But were you going to ask me something from the Bible there? Oh, I had looked up. I looked up invisible in what is this called? The concordance? Yes. And one, it gave me a couple of scriptures. One was what I was talking about was faith. Um, um, Hebrews 11, 1. What is faith? It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot yet see. Right. God gave his approval to the people in the days of old because of their faith. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I want you to think about the invisible becoming invisible. I asked my staff that this week, and I don't know if they figured it out. Did you figure it out, Doug? No. You never did figure it out. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's beautiful, folks. Yes. Did I, did I see some more hands here? Invisible. It, it becoming invisible. Again. The invisible become, will become the visible. You ever heard that before? Not really, but I, I, know, I think I know what you're talking about. You do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll come back to you. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to say that uh, you were asking about uh, you know, what we've seen this year, and something that really uh, has helped my life a lot is that when um, I do, you know, when I used to get caught up in thoughts and stuff, I, I, it would really bring me down and, and control my whole life because I didn't see clearly that they weren't me. I thought they were me. And now I see clearly in the past year that they're not me. So even if I do go along with them, I just see it. And it's no big deal. And I'm yeah. out of it. 
but you know, I don't get mad at it anymore because it's not me and it's not gonna, it doesn't do me any good to struggle or get mad at it. And so I become a lot freer in doing That's that. That's a good point. One thing I've noticed about, through counseling and in my own life, I've noticed that the thoughts, uh, they come and they make you feel like you're what they say that they are. Yeah. And then it'll name it for you. You know, it'll say, oh, you know, you're a little whore. And then you'll find yourself saying, I'm a whore. Have you noticed that? Or a liar or a thief. It'll come to you and tell you what you are. And if you believe it, you start feeling it and acting like it is true. You know, someone tell you, you're no good. And then you make a mistake in life, it's, it reminds you that the person said, you're no good. And you start feeling like you're no good. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Anybody? I'm telling you, it'll make you feel. And the problem is, because you're so connected to your thought, it gives you an identity. It tells you what you are. You start feeling it and acting it out. But you don't see that you're doing it, so it seems like that's what you are. It, it'll make you feel like a loser. Right. And then... It, I could put on a suit, but I feel sharp and important. And then, and then it'll say, oh, you, you're so sharp, you're so important. <laughs> and then you take the suit off, you put on jeans, oh, you're so laid back. You know, it, it tells you everything, and you start believing it. But if you don't see this going on, it, it, it will control you. If you can see it, it will not control you. It, you see that it just is silly. Why would a suit make you feel important? It doesn't even make sense, but you go with this different stuff. If you have certain kind of friends, you feel like you're important too. If your friends are like elitist type of people, you, you could be totally broke. But because you're hanging out with them, you feel rich. You feel important. Have you guys noticed that? I'm telling you, it's too weird what the devil does to us. And I'm, that's why God wants us to be aware of ourselves. Because we do not see the things that are driving us. And we live by them. We name them. We carry on, you know. It'll make, I had an example I want to use, but I don't know if I can use it. I'm about to use an example of something. And this person lives on the other side of the earth. <laughs> they live in uh, Japan. I won't use it. You guys will figure it out. I, I, I saw a hand somewhere. No? Yes, sir. Um, you know, what she was talking about earlier, uh, when you, the more that you pray and become aware of yourself, the more things you see about yourself. Yeah. So, therefore, it's always kind of an opportunity to see it and then get into the thought of the negativity about it. Like, you see that your life is a mess. Yeah. That you wasted a lot of years and time and so forth. And the, the, the purpose is not to see it so that you kind of latch on to that thought and get down, but that's typically, you know, a lot of times what people do. Yeah. But the idea is to see it, it's there, and then it's gone. Let, you know, just let it go. The one thing I love about God, if, if I can love him, is that when he shows you things about yourself, it's not in a way that it punishes you. It's a way that it sets you free. But when your mind tells you things about yourself, it's a punishment for you. It, it, you know, it builds you up to let you down. But his love is so sweet and nice. When he shines the light on it, it vanishes away. And it's like a, 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 a water, fresh water. You know, it's like, I can't, you know, it's like, I used to live in Alabama, and behind our house, it was a, like wa flowing water, right? And we used to drink water from that. It was the best water you ever had. It's like that. It's like, 
and it's, it's so something else. But the problem is, it's hard to imagine this in your mind. Your mind cannot, it's so far apart from it. Your mind is so far apart from God's mind that it can't even conceive what I'm talking about. That's why you're wasting your time when you hold on to thoughts trying to figure out things. It, because it's so far away from it. You really have to see it to, to know it. And, and another thing I want to say to you, yes, it's true that your thoughts make you feel bad. Yes, it's true that your thoughts control you. But there's so much more to it than that. So even when you realize that, don't hold on to it. Just know, yeah, my thoughts are, you know, make me feel this way. And after a while, you're going to outgrow that. You're going to get away from that. And there's so much more to discover. But the mind will let you linger on to, oh, I hate my mama. And you, you spend the rest of your life focused on hating your mama. And you, you'll be out testifying, I hate my mama. Oh, I see that I hate my mama. But if you hold on to that, you're not going to grow. You're going to stop right there. You cannot hold on to anything. Absolutely nothing. And that's what the problem is with the uh, fallen nature. It want to hear something that sounds good and hold on to it and live off it. It's a big mistake. Don't hold on to anything. Don't hold on to the truth, the lie, the anything. Do not hold on to it. Just live it. And I'm telling you, there's so much more to discover. And for me to know this is weird because I, I'm just a country boy. I used to pick cotton. Anybody ever pick cotton other than Oz and me? I used to pick cotton. Maybe I need to send everybody out to pick cotton. It, it, it'll wake you up, believe me. Especially if the slave master is standing over you. <laughs> yes, you lost. Did you have your hand? I thought I saw your hand. You know, when you talking, when you're saying about what the thoughts do, I, that is so true. I mean, it's, I, I, this whole year, more than this year, it's a little over a year, it's just thoughts, 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 thoughts. Speak up a little bit for my A opinion. lot of thoughts, just constantly. Yes. And it's not like it used to be before, where I could see a thought and it could like, be a little bit objective to it. But, um, even thinking that you're objective doesn't make you objective. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. If you think you're wise, if you think you can see, you're a fool. I'm telling you, you can't even think on that. Because another setup from the from the your ego, from the devil. You walk around saying, Oh, I can see. It just is blind. Well you made that tape. I was lost, but now I see. Yes. Now, what, what is that? But it doesn't about? mean you think about it. You got to stop thinking. Well, I, I know that, but I'm, you I'm really have to stop. Tape. Because he will use anything for you to think of. What, the, the, the prayer is, I once was blind, but now I see. Right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't say I once was a thinker, and now I think more. <laughs> <laughs> I once was blind, but now I see. You don't think. Dear Lord, you're 100% correct. You can't even think that you see. Really. That's a setup too. Because those thoughts are not your thoughts. You're being influenced by a different spirit. Isn't that amazing? That's what happened to me. That's what happened to you? Yeah. What do you mean? That's how I know. That's yes. <coughs> it happened to me. Yeah. 
you know, I would meditate and I would get up and I would A little louder for me? I would meditate. You also like your voice. <laughs> meditate and get up and think stuff. Yes. Think stuff. Yeah. Even when I hear some people say, oh, I sat down and I prayed this morning and I had a, my prayer wasn't that good this morning. I didn't, I didn't pray right this morning. I'm like, how dumb can you be? I want to say that to myself because if you're allowing God to work through you, how do you know if the prayer is good or bad? You know, how do you know if you don't know what's going on? You know, that's why he said, be still and know him because you don't know. So if you're getting up from your prayer, prayer room or wherever you are saying that my prayer didn't work well this morning, it wasn't as good as yesterday, then you're still waking up in darkness. You can't judge your prayer. You can't judge anything. You can't make any decision about anything. That's why when these folks are calling into my radio show, the black folks, and they are hating white folks, talking about, oh, white people are holding me back. They are discriminating against me. It's all in their mind. It's not real. White folks got their own problems to deal with. They are holding me back. You are holding yourself back because you believe in a lie. If you truly believe in God and you're walking by the light, can no man hold you down or hold you back? That's a lie. Even if the white man was a slave master whooping you every morning, if you're truly caught a born again of God, he still can't hold you down. Really. But if you're in that lie, you start saying it, and it becomes real to you. And the poor white man trying to figure out how to make, make a living, <laughs> he out there fighting with other white men at work because that other white man want to take his job. And you're worried about that. You cannot be a child of God and have fear like that. Those kind, types of words would not be a part of your thinking process, your true thinking process. But they yell at me all the time about that. I have preachers calling me up yelling that you're wrong. You're misleading black people by telling them that slavery is over and all that. You're misguiding them. I'm like, this is a dumb preacher. God, there's a difference between God and the devil the truth and the lie. There's a difference. And so if you think you're of the truth and you still live the lie, then something needs to, you know, your brains are not working well. Why be born again if you're still going to be messed up? What's the purpose of going to God and, be, and, and say, I want to be born again? And he said, okay, now you believe you're born again, but you're still messed up. Why even go to a God that won't help you? you may, it's like, it doesn't make sense to me, but I understand it. God is not going to let you be the same type of person. That's why he wants you to come to him. And, but the Christians are not getting it. They yell at me all the time, call me names. And I'm like, this is why I say most preachers are called by their mama and not by God. Because it's the same old lie. Yes, ma'am. So in other words, when you're free, you're free. When you're free, you're free. Free indeed. And, you can't do the and then, just, I'm sorry? You can't do the things that you meet, used to do. You, all these things fall away. Well, the reason that you can't do them because there is no desire to do them anymore. And the, and, the, and the spirit that causes you to do them no longer have control over your life. So you cannot do it. It's the spirit before you're being born again that caused you to do the things you don't want to do. But if you're born again and it's not there anymore, how can it control you? Now that makes sense it's to me, but it doesn't make sense to the average Christian because they say to you, oh, you can't be perfect. Nobody is perfect. They have weakened Christians so much 
by putting all these do's and don'ts and can'ts and ain'ts in there, you don't even function anymore. Because you're living just like a, a non-believer, for lack of a better word. And it's just okay. God is the same as the devil. One day when I die, I'll have a better life. Yes, sir? Well, I was going to think about uh, when you mentioned earlier uh, about the visible being the invisible. Or yeah, becoming the invisible. The only scripture I, I could think about from is that the, um, the things seen are uh, temporary, but the things unseen are everlasting. That is so true. Or eternal. And we were in a black church, that would make us shout right now. <laughs> that would absolutely make us shout. And once we finish shouting, I can pass the bucket and get a load of money. <laughs> Just load up. Just before everybody calm down, you hurry up and pass that bucket. <laughs> that is so true, man. I could remember that from, uh, from, from back in the days. But it, what makes a lot of sense is that how Satan... I think uh, attacks uh, or influences our subconscious mind, and that's how come we have all of these thoughts about. I even beyond, I'm honest with you. I even have thoughts that I'm even thinking that even people even here are against me, and I know that that, that that's another issue I have to sometimes face with. But yeah. So you think it tells you that the people in this room are against you? Either they don't like me, or that they don't want to be with me. But I know it's not. I know it's. Do you it's, believe it sometimes? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's yeah. moments that Don't it lie, wants boy. me to, but yeah, there's moments when that happens. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, but but I know it's also, but it's a lie. Yeah. But but why we are so attracted to lies? It's uh, it's just unbearable. And, and if you didn't pay attention to that, you could look around the room and you see these people not even thinking about you. They don't even know you're over there. Yeah. They're like, oh, I didn't know he was sitting there. Yeah. And, but this thing you tell you, oh, they're judging you. They're looking at you. They don't like you. And they don't even know you're here. And you can jump up and shoot them thinking that they don't like you. But that's the setup. That is absolutely the setup. Isn't that amazing? That is too amazing to me. You know, how do you understand these spiritual things? It is amazing. Absolutely. But what's more amazing when you start to wake up and understand that, it blows your mind. Really, it turns your hair from nappy to straight. <laughs> John, you know what nappy hair is? I bet you won't say. Just a little joke here, real quick. What happens to me if I don't have nappy hair when that happens? It'll go nappy. They go nappy. That's right. I'm saying, this is such a blessing. It is a blessing. God loves us. He's made a way for us. He really has. But you got to let go so you can live that way, find that way. The more you let go, the more, and, and then there's a special kind of way of letting go, really. Even letting go, you can't do it of yourself. That's what's, of, of ourselves, we can absolutely do nothing. So how do we even accept that of ourselves we can do nothing. It seems so far away from reality. It, it seems as though we have to do something. But the less you do, the better off you are, really. Especially with spiritual things. I don't mean don't get up and go to work and all that kind of thing. <laughs> but, but with your true nature, finding your true nature, the less you do, the better off you are. The less you do, not the more you do. 
You can read the Bible until the cows come home and still be dumb. You can quote the scriptures up and down. One guy was yelling at me on the radio, you never quote scriptures. But I'm, I'm, I am quoting them all the time. Just not First John chapter 2 said. And that's what they want to hear. That's how they've been so brainwashed. And all that does is feed your ego. Some of the nuttiest people on earth are filled with the scriptures. You could be whooping your children, quoting the scriptures. <laughs> God said, first job, put a rod on the child. <laughs> quoting the scriptures. And, and just nutty as a fruitcake. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Help you through it, like so that you're not crazy. <laughs> but then, why are everybody so crazy then? Because they're, they're, they're maybe getting caught up in the man who's given the words and um, just the word. I mean, I don't know why they're so crazy. They're not seeking God, it says seek ye first. Let me tell you why they're so crazy. One of the reasons is that you can put so much scriptures in your head, it drives you nuts. Because you got all these words running through your head and you're trying to remember them and live by them. And the devil tells you it's not working or it is working. And you got to go to church to get some more. And you got to read the Bible. You go insane. You really go insane. That's why he, that's not the way he does it for us. He doesn't want us to feel like an ego like that. He wants us to overcome it. But the Bible would drive, not, it's not the Bible fault. It's the person that's putting all this stuff in their head because the preacher tells them, you got to put it in you. you got to put this in your head so it can go inside of you. And so people spend a lifetime piling their heads up with this stuff, and they're going insane. That's why the kids run off away from home. They, you know, when they see mama coming with the Bible, <laughs> they know all hell is about to break loose. Because it, it, uh, there's something in the Bible that says uh, uh, too much knowledge is... The, yeah, the word killeth or something like that. Isn't that right? Something like the word would kill you or killeth you? The Bible killed. The, the, yeah, something. All right. And they put all these letters in their head and it's killing their spirit. It's building their ego, but it's killing their spirit. It really is. It's like, and that's not the Bible. Close that door back there for me. Oh, that's outside? Okay. Go out there and shoot the kids. <laughs> Just joking. Don't, tell me, don't say that on camera. <laughs> don't shoot the kids. That's why I have to be careful with everything I say. Somebody go shoot the kids, they'll blame me for it. All in the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. We got a question from Susan. On the, she uh, emailed it. Do you mean by the invisible... Become vis becoming visible that the real spirit that was buried comes up for everyone to see. Those sheep in wolf's clothing will be exposed, and those seemingly bad people that are really good inside will be exposed. No. I the first part. I don't know if it come come on closer to the mic so the people can hear your question on the camera. Just yeah, you don't have to come all the way up here, but just so they can hear the question. Do you mean by the invisible? becoming visible that the real spirit that was buried comes up for everyone to see? Not for everyone, but for you to see, that's for sure. 
and those sheep in wool's clothing, clothing will be exposed, and those seemingly bad people that are really good inside will be exposed? I don't know about all that. That second half may be true, and it does happen. But what I want you to do here is focus on you. Forget about the other bad people. Really, focus on you right now. And I notice that what Christians you know, tend to do, whether they're a beast deal and no God or not, they're always pointing at what somebody else or looking at somebody else evil. You've got to look at your own, and the beauty about it, God will let you see what's in others. But don't worry about that. If he reveals what's going on, that's fine, but he wants you to get to, to see, to be born again. Don't worry about the other folks. They have their own problems. And believe me, when it's time to see, he will allow you to see. But you've got to keep your eyes on yourself. And people make a mistake by doing that. I'm sick of it, kind of. I'm about to be mad about it. Because you're wasting your life. You're really wasting your life. You could be having a good life, but if you're looking at somebody else and judging them and, and basing your Christianity on how bad they are, it's a waste of life. That's not the way it should be. Just live your life. You know, Christ, he, all he talked about, not all he talked about, but he constantly reminded us, reminded us to look at ourselves, to live our life. Don't judge your fellow man. Waking up is not about judging your fellow man. You will see them, though. He will protect you from it, but don't worry about it. All right? Yes, sir. I've had an interesting week because I've um, uh, seen that... Um, I'm like a hundred percent controlled by my pursuit of different feelings. Yeah. So if if something or something or someone produces a feeling in me, I'll want to pursue that. Or let's say if it's a bad feeling, then I'll want to. i want. Then the thought will come to give me a way out with a better feeling. A feeling. Let's say if they if someone produced a feeling of anger in me because yeah. they told me the truth then a thought will come to me, a way to get vengeance on him to give me a better feeling. Yes. You know, and, and all these things, I'm just going from one feeling to the next or pursuing a better feeling. And um, when I realized that, and I kind of calmed down a little bit from pursuing these feelings, it, it just opened up a, a whole different world of a way to you know, see things. Right. And um, I just felt that there is such a perfect way to overcome feelings. It really is. It's all laid out. Really. And then it, you grow so far from feelings that when they do come, you're just over them just like that. Because you do, you get all kinds of feelings. But unfortunately, most people live off those feelings. And some of the feelings that they get, they don't even see that they're feeling it. They're just living it. That's true. For instance, I, I, I was driving up to the... Um, um, place where you take your ticket out from a car, you know, to go into the parking structure. And um, I just got this bad feeling. It, it was some, some judgment of my life, you know, you're living a life less than what you should have lived, right? Yeah. And it produced a bad feeling in me. And, and it was quick. It was before I could know what was happening, I had a bad feeling. But just knowing that, that I'm now in pursuit, I'll, I'll now be in pursuit, I'm in danger of being in pursuit of a good feeling, I just, I noticed that and... I didn't fall victim to the next thought, which was to, yeah. you know, do something about it or to yeah. judge it or, or something like that. Because I'd already judged by having that feeling. Yeah. And uh, compounding one feeling with the next just drives you crazy. It, 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 
uh, lead you down paths you never thought you would go. It'll wipe you out. Yeah. It'll keep you at home all day long, on your couch, crying. <laughs> it will absolutely just totally wipe you out. It's amazing. All my pursuits have been, you know, whether it's for money or, or whether I'm after women or no matter what I'm in pursuit of, it's because those things will give me a feeling that I'm pursuing. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Just what uh, uh, Martin has been saying, what comes to mind is, you know, um, all these things going on in our head and all these thoughts occurring and this, that, and the other, feelings, emotions, all kinds of things. You know, um, you know, you just let this pass. It's like it, it, it comes upon you, you see what's going on, and you don't do anything about it. You don't do anything about it. It's like the wind blowing over you and you don't have any emotion about it. There's nothing right and wrong about yeah. it. It just happens. It just happens. I, and, and, and not to get pulled into this and pulled into that and, uh, and get emotional about that. I mean, if you, you, you will, but then you don't do anything about it. Just let it pass. I, uh, speaking of that and speaking of thoughts, I, I saw an interesting thing happen the other day. Um, this lady wanted, God, I can't hardly tell my story because I, I feel you guys' mind right away going to try to figure out who it is. This lady live on in Europe. <laughs> so she live in Africa. This lady live in Mexico. This lady wanted her daughter to do something, and the daughter said, no, I can't do it right now. I'm busy, right? And, and they weren't in the same room. One, the lady was across town talking to her daughter on the telephone, all right? And so she said to the daughter, oh, I need you to do something for me. And the daughter's like, no, I can't do it now. I'm busy. And so what the lady did, she listened to some thoughts in her head that said, well, if you call your daughter a name, if you get, go negative on her, you'll get her attention. And so the daughter, this lady said to her daughter, uh, you are just being used, or you are start calling her name to get her to do what she wanted her to do. And I'm thinking to myself, as I'm listening to this happen, why don't this lady see that the devil is now controlling her thoughts? Because she, she's not in the same room with the daughter, so if the daughter says, I can't help you now, I'll help you later because I'm busy, a normal person who's not lost in their imagination said, okay, call me back and help me, right? But if you're lost in your imagination, it'll make you go negative and still try to manipulate the person. And I was surprised to see that because I'm thinking, look like this lady should see that the devil has now twist this deal to try to manipulate the daughter. Have anybody ever done that? Or had that done to you? Yes. Yeah, I, but I was just thinking about the example using the relationship a mother will probably think my daughter should do whatever I need her to do whatever I need to do it however if it were um, a boss or a co-worker or a friend um, it should be done anytime but in that particular situation it may have been a little bit more than her unavailability to a person it was her mom saying this is what I need. Yeah, but the mom wanted to control them. Sure. The daughter's an adult daughter. The daughter said, okay, I'll get back to you. I'm busy. And the mom should have said, okay, call me back. But oh, the daughter right. said, call her name. Mm -hmm. Tell her she's this and that. And she'll get you to do it. Right. 
and, and the mother's feeling good about this. I'm like, how can this be? And, and this particular mother, you know, she's a Christian, she prays, and she understands the thought, but yet she allows her thoughts to manipulate like that. Anybody ever done that to anyone? Yes. Of course. You have? Yes. Yeah. And well, you, have you done that, you say? What made you do it? Yeah, you say you have done it. Yeah, you don't see your thoughts happening? It's a, it's a, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, actually. <laughs> and it, it, this applies to me. It does? Yes. What do you mean? Well, uh, here's, here's what happened. Long story short. Long story short. Okay. <laughs> That's how you get um, relaxed. Robert, <laughs> Robert and I were supposed to get together and get some issues straightened up about his college. Okay. So he told me, call me back, and then we'll go over it. And so I called him back, and he didn't have time. And he started telling me, you know, why he's so busy, and so on and so forth, and what he was doing, and, uh, uh, and I can see, you know, that I was wrong in saying what I was saying. Right oh, you were mean to him? Huh? You were mean to him? No, I wasn't. I, you said negative things. I don't things. know. I, you know, I said some negative. But so did you? And the point I want to make about these things, yes. so you can see what's going on. Did you see all of a sudden that your imagination started giving you things to say to try to get what you want? Well, it, first of all, I was too willful. You see? To even see what's going on. But I wanted him to do it then. Yeah. I wanted him to stop. Yeah. Because we kind of set up an appointment. Yeah. Okay. And but so that's I was. The, I was. Too willful and out of that willfulness uh, caused me to, 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 to say what I said. And it was totally wrong what I said. And that's a good word, too. It is your will that's trying to make it happen. Yes. It's your ego. It's that life that's set apart from God that tried to manipulate the world around you yes. to do what you want it to do. That's right. And people do it to each other all the time. If you love me, I'll love you. If you don't love me, I won't love you. If you don't love me, I'll take love away from you by doing something. You get it? It's always doing that, and it is the will. Yes. And that's the life we have to lay down. And people don't realize the pain that it can cause for other people, especially your children, when you're treating them in that manner. Yes. It's hurt kids when they see their parents manipulating them like that. They see that it's wrong, but how do you handle a parent, you know? You, know, you don't want to hurt their feelings, you don't want to be disrespectful, so you got to try to go along with them. But I say to adult children, don't go along with parents when they do that anymore. Just tell them what they're doing, don't hold it against them. Yes? Quick comment. So, when you're in that mind thought, when you're in that thought process and you hear that coming and you make the decision not to have that affect you in that way, that negative way, turning away and, and going against that voice is sometimes really painful. You really have to dig in and turn away from that behavior. Yeah. So I want to know, is that a willfulness to turn away, or is that the Holy Spirit helping you turn, around, turn the away? The moment you dig in to try to turn away, it's your will. Yeah. It's your will. Of yourself, you can do nothing. You know, um, yeah, it's the will. You can't do anything about that yourself. Because the more you dig in to try to turn away, the worse it becomes. You just get worse, you find yourself doing it anyway. And if you don't do it then, you'll come back a few minutes later and do it. Because that spirit is now controlling you. You can't do anything about it. And this is why I want to focus on the invisible becoming the visible. Anybody getting a hint yet what it is? No? Are you? 
It would never, I mean, I got more into it, if anything. You cannot let go of yourself. You can't save yourself. You can't let go of yourself. You can't do anything. Walking down to the front of the church because the preacher said, come down, the doors of the church is open, and receive God is not doing it either. You can't do anything of yourself. And it's a beautiful way of living, too, when you can see it. As a matter of fact, you can't even of yourself see that you can't let go of yourself. Isn't that amazing? That's too deep. <laughs> you can't even see it yourself. It's got to be revealed to you. It's revelation. Everything got to be revealed to you in order for you to see. And if it's not, if it's not revealed to you, not up here, but in here, you don't have it. Now, that's too weird. Yes, ma'am. I'll come in. I was getting hung up on, um, like, what invisible are we talking about? <laughs> and then I had another uh, example that came to me, but I just forgot it as soon as you called me. As soon as you called me. Um, oh, I know how you've been asked. You know how you always ask us, are we meditating? Yeah. So I, when I first came, I started doing it and was good, liked it. And then for the Can past... Can we turn the heater on now? For the past month, I've been the heater. I mean the uh, air conditioning. <laughs> Not the heater. I'm already burning it out. <laughs> the air conditioning. No wonder you say the heater. It's not cold. Is is it cold here to you guys? No. Yeah, I'm burning up on this. These lights. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. Um. So for the past maybe six weeks or so, I've been knowing that I need to meditate and wanting to meditate, but not doing it. So I just, you know, just stopped allowing it to, you know, not thinking about it or anything. And all of a sudden, one morning, I guess, whatever I was going through, I, I just did it. Yeah. And um, I've done it a couple of times this week and was like, wow, I didn't even try to will myself to do it. That's right. I didn't think about it. I didn't judge me not doing it or doing it. And I would do it for a short amount of time. When I was, when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm about to meditate. Oh, um. You know, I started thinking of, like, how long am I going to do it, whatever. And when I stopped, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to even give in to that. But, <laughs> That's right. Um, and then I just found myself doing it more and more, you know, and more until where I'm not thinking, like, now I'm going to meditate. I would just do it. It's amazing, too, when you get ready to pray. The first thing the mind does to tell you how long you're going to do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going to happen. It starts working on you right, right away. Right. Isn't that amazing? It's like... Why do you and, care that I'm about to pray? Shut up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> even, even while you're, you're doing it, some of the thoughts that will first come will say, yeah. um, you know, well, now you're caught up on the thoughts. You're not doing it right. You know, it'll That's just right. start having this conversation. It, yeah. like, and sometimes when you're praying, you start itching. Yeah, you know, you want to stretch your nose. And then it tells you if you open your eyes to stretch or, you, you know, Take care of the itch, and then you're not praying. It, it like it put you in a limbo, like. <laughs> so I'm like itching, and I need to stop and stretch. But it tell me if I do, then I'm not praying. Yeah. And then if I don't, and then I'm itching. Yeah. And so <laughs> anybody go through that? Yeah. yeah. And, and so now you don't know if you should stop and stretch or pray or what. It confuses you even in prayer. I do too. Yeah. I just stretch and go on my way. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Because I know that it's telling me this in my imagination. It's all lies. 
even in prayer, is trying to set me up to fail. Uh -huh. So if I'm so, itching, I'm going to stop and stretch. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like a, a little bit like caught up in what we're trying to figure out. Like, um, when we, the question is, what is the invisible? The invisible become the visible. So I'm like, well, what's the visible or what's the invisible? I need right. one of them to even try to think about what I'm thinking about. Don't think about <laughs> it. <laughs> I or really. Because no, you're asking us. But not for you to start thinking about it. And that's what the people in the room are doing. They're thinking about, what is that? It must be this. What the Bible says. I don't want you to think about it. You're not going to find it out or discover it by thinking about it. And I can feel your brains working around the room trying to figure it out. And you're coming up with all these dumb answers. <laughs> I'm thinking about it again. I mean, <laughs> sorry. You got to stop thinking. You got to stop thinking. The mind is a terrible thing to save. <laughs> it really is. Can you imagine living a life that is not based on thoughts? It don't even seem like that's possible. But it is. There's a, you can live a life that's not based on thoughts. And it's right at hand. It's right here and now. Isn't that amazing? You can have it just like that. Just like that. Just by gotta, surrendering. You got to stop thinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. Surrender Let it all. But you can't even surrender all. Really. You can't even do that. That's a nice so song. So basically too. just stay I in this surrender, moment. Lord, I surrender. Yeah, that used to be my favorite. That's one of them tearjerkers. Yeah. So I surrender all. Yeah. So just I can literally go into that song right now and make you guys boohoo. Yeah. You start. <laughs> You start thinking it and feeling it and feeling about your problems and yes. I surrender, Lord. And I'll tell you to wave your hands and you start feeling your problems and you start crying and you think it's the Holy Spirit. And you'll walk out, oh, we had church up in there today. <laughs> and all you did, <laughs> and all you did was felt sorry with your problem while you surrendered. That's all that it was. Waving ahead and God forbid it. Forbid if someone get on the piano, it's over. <laughs> There's this song, uh, I Feel Like Going On. You ever heard that song? That song would make, they would sing that song so long till everybody was crying. I mean, they say, I feel like going on over and over and just repeat the verses until everybody cry. And it will make you cry because you start thinking about your problem. And then you say, oh, the Holy Spirit is up in here today. <laughs> but it always is, right? That's the invisible. It's always, it's, it's, it's the right here, the right now, the what we are. It's always present, right? That, I mean, yeah. the it's Holy present. Spirit is never coming in. It's always. It's already in us. Yeah. It's already there. That's right. That's why you can't put the words in your head because it, it, it kills the Spirit. And it prevents you from living from the Holy Spirit. Because you power your head with these scriptures and the devil is going to use them against you. The truth is written in our hearts already. It's already there. And the Bible tells us that. It said, look within. The word is written on your heart now. You don't have to be looking without. Or is that like you already know the right from the wrong? You don't yes, ma'am. You don't need anybody to tell you. You already know right from wrong. So it's like when a, a child 
they like what Sherry just said, they are like, um, they're not thinking, but if they're doing something that is not right, they know they it. Will look That's to right. See if somebody is That's why you don't have to yell at them and beat them up because, and there's a right way of showing them that they're wrong. Because they already know that they're wrong. So that's the that's why they try to hide away and, mm-hmm. or they'll be nice to you or all of a sudden they love you. I love you, Daddy. Yeah, what did you just do? <laughs> you know? They already know right from wrong. But once they're traumatized, they start to get so far away from right uh, and start to live wrong. And now you've got to go to church to try to learn the Bible. To get it back right. Yeah. Uh, you have your hand. Yes. Well, you were going to go, me? You were going to go back to something I said, but I wanted to bring up something that's in the Bible about daily dying to self. Yes. Going back to the willful changing of habits, because we develop those habits. So to change them and do things differently, more godly, we have to be conscious of yes. the change. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the daily dying of self that's biblical, and just that pain that it takes to walk away from something that you want to ignite, you know. I want to talk about the pain. That's what I want to talk about. But first, let me hear what this young man has to say, and then I got to jump on it because time is going by really fast. It's amazing how fast this time is going by already. And I haven't said half of what I want to say to you. Isn't that amazing? Yes, sir. Um, I think you've let off talking about being in the presence. Or, and my son's right on the side of the wall here. And so I have the fortunate time of my life where I have three very young children and watch how they view the world. And so we're talking about prayer. When I pray, that's the way I have some of the weirdest thoughts in the world. Yeah. I start trying to focus on prayer, it's like it's over. Yeah. My wife's been trying to get me to do meditation for years. And I practice it here and there once in a while. And it's interesting because you just kind of have a very open mind. It's just very clear and it's simple. Um, but when my son comes in, he doesn't think about things. Like if he's out and he sees the moon, he doesn't think about the moon or why it's working. He just experiences it in the moment. Yes. It's just complete discovery. It's all about experience right now. Yes, it's not sir. about why the experience exists. It's just, it is. That's right. Yeah. That is deep. He's absolutely right. Yeah. And that's what God wants us to come back to. We used to have that. But they took it away from us. The traitors, the yeah, mean parents, the schools, you know, the liars out there. They took that away from us. And God said that um, the kingdom of heaven is inside of us, that we should look within. We should seek first that kingdom in the right way, and all things will be added. Um, when you sit still, uh, let, me, let me use your example, and I want to use something Martin said. You said that for, for me to let go is so painful, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, just the flipping of the, the will. Yeah, flipping, flipping of the like, will. I'm going to tell them or... Yeah. yeah. And see, what, what most people do is that they run away from that pain. And that's why they are not changing. I had an incident the other day. We were having a business meeting, just talking strictly about business. It wasn't personal. And, and, and some people in the meeting got angry. They became angry. And I'm like, what are you angry about? All we're doing is we're just talking about business stuff. We're not talking about your mama. You know, mm-hmm. we're not talking about you. It's just business. But the ego flared up and they got angry. And so I took the person in private so I can get them to see that uh, if they could go toward that anger. And that's what the problem is. Their ego, when the light shines on the ego, 
it is very, very painful to most people, especially those that are not seeking, really want the truth. They say they do, but they don't, right? So it's very painful when that light shines on that ego. And so a lot of people turn away from it. It is like a dying because you are, that light is killing another spirit that's made a home in you. So it feels the pain. The darkness feels the pain of the light, right? And so, but what a lot of people do is that they'll turn away from that rather than going to it and experiencing the pain. Let it, just feel it and do nothing about it. You, and it's not you that's killing it. The fact that you can see it, the light shining on it is what would take care of it for you. But people won't stay with it long enough so that God can kill it, so that the light can shine on it and destroy it. It's too painful. They'll get mad. And right away, the devil started talking to you and giving you reasons to turn away from it. Well, they, well you said this, or, or she did that. Or, and you start grabbing hold of that, and then the pain will start to go away but you're not saved from it. You got to go toward that pain and feel that pain and take that pain and let the devil talk to you. Let him say whatever you want, but you got to go toward that with the light inside of you and it'll destroy it. Most people don't do it. And you tell them all the time, why are you overreacting? Why don't you calm down? We've talked about this. Just be still and take it. And then they'll try for a minute and they'll go, no, well, you said this anyway because the enemy is telling them well, they said this, and they're going with the thoughts. And that's why people don't die, and that's why you're not discovering the um, visible inside of you. Because you won't let yourself die. He reaches out to you. We have a light in us that shines in the darkness. But it is painful to those who don't want to die. And they'll say, I want to. It sounds good when I mention it. But when that moment comes to die, they won't die. They turn away from that pain. Absolutely. And it just goes on and on and on because you've just given light to it. Every time you turn away from the pain, you give it life. But if you let the light just shine on it, it will die. And then it's a daily dying. Your ego is dying. But every time you let yourself feel that pain, and it feels like anger, it feels like hatred, it feels like the person is your enemy, it feels like you should just slap their head off. But no, you should be still and know God. That's what he means. You got to be still in that very difficult moment where you just want to go off. Don't go off. Take the pain. Let the light shine on the pain. That makes sense? I'm telling you, it's so amazing. And that's why I say you don't have to think. You need to become an observer like kids. You need to watch. God don't tell us to think. He tells us to watch, to pay attention, to take a look, to see things. He wants us to watch. When you observe yourself, you are dying, but you see the world around you too, and you have a different relationship with that world. But you got to take the pain. you got to go toward that pain of your ego. It's not the other person's fault. Even if someone said something to you that was wrong, that's a lie or whatever, you should not, it's your ego that's getting angry about it. If you didn't have that ego, the lie wouldn't move you at all. You know, of course, you don't want people lying on you, but inwardly, it would not affect you at all. And, and, and you still can yell at a person. You, I mean, you can go totally off and feel nothing about it at all because your ego is not involved. And it's a perfect way of living. God loves us and he's protected us from evil if we were accept the way. 
But we got to die from this training that we have had all of our lives. We've been trained to get involved. We've been taught we've got to be involved, and we're suffering unnecessarily. The less involved you are, you're going to discover this kingdom is amazing. It's more than words can even express. And it's a simple way of living. Your father will take care of you. He really, really will. And it's interesting in that as you are overcoming, he's taking care of you. you know, all your needs are being met. You know, you have good friends around you. Things are working out as you are overcoming. He's adding on to you. It is so weird, for lack of a better word. But you got to die. you got to stop running away from the ego death. That makes sense? Can you guys relate to that? Yes. Can you relate to that? Yes. Give me an example. I had a question on that. Um, it's not really a question. I think I understand the answer. But um, so if someone says something to you, say a friend, and this has happened to me recently a couple times, um, and it bothered me. Right. And um, just initially, there was nothing I could do about it. It just hit this, it found this ego point in me, and I just was like a little shocked. And, and I, I, But right away, I said, okay is happening and I was aware of it but so all I could do is just observe it and now the thought the, the, the words that I heard kept repeating themselves yeah. they, were, they were in there and it, it reminded me of things that happened in the past so I said well this is, this is a good opportunity for me and yet I was I could see the anger yes. and all that so there was a jumble of there's a dynamic going on that could be really awful if I got engaged with it but it was still very painful. So, but it, it, it's like day, days it goes on. Like the, the next morning, the first thing I think about. <laughs> yeah. There it is. And so, um, so I guess all I'm saying is like, um, there was nothing I can do, but, it, it, but this now is about a week ago, and the other thing was maybe three months ago. And it, it's just less and less, and I don't really care. And so, but this, certain things took time. It wasn't just... A day, or it wasn't one hour where I right. Don't put a time. It might be two months. That's right. Yeah. And and especially if you don't go after that person, you're watching this thing, this thing, this pain you're having, right? And and at the same time, your thoughts, your imagination, telling you to go after that person. I can't believe you're that mean. Right. You know all that. Well, you lied on me. You just have to let that happen. Or I want to start thinking of their faults. Yeah. And and even then, I I just say I just you know. I'm aware that. Yeah, don't say anything. Just notice it. Don't do what, yeah. Yeah, just notice. It's telling you it's their fault, not yours. You can't believe it. He made you feel that way. Right. I thought he was my friend. It's constantly telling you all, but the, the, the evidence uh, that uh, you need to die is that you have this anger that's come up inside of you, and so it was good that that person said that about you so he can bring this anger up inside of you so you can see it, so you can overcome it. Right. It wasn't personal. He did you a favor. But how many people feel like when someone go off on you, they're doing you a favor? <laughs> you think that's your enemy. You don't think, wow, this person is cussing me out. That's my friend. They're doing me a favor. They are doing you a favor because it, it allows you to see where you are with God if you have hate or love in your heart. And if you have hate, hate anger is going to come up, and you're going to run away from that anger. You're going to go after the person. If you have love, then the anger will come up, but the love will kill it. Right, and, and like the, the pain that's there. Like I, you, I, I just, when, when, when I felt that, um, 
those sort of pangs that would come up, I'd just go towards it. And, uh, and then the thoughts, I would, I would, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't get them away, so I'm just like, there it is again. Yeah. There it is again. That's all you do is watch it. Okay. And go on with your life. Yeah. Go on, go to work, whatever you do. Right. Just watch it. It's the darkness and the light having this battle. And, you, and you'll be at work doing a million different things, moving around, doing this and that, but the stillness is, it, is in you while you're doing all that. That's Anything right. To do with physical the stillness is there. Yeah. In, the, in the midst of all this going on in your mind and in your heart, the stillness is still there. That's why as you be still, you, you're coming closer and closer and closer and closer to that, and you'll look around one day, you don't find yourself overreacting to anything for the most part. You're growing spiritually, you're becoming. The real you is starting to live. And it doesn't feel like it, it just, you just notice that you're now living differently. And it's, it's a blessing. And that's the invisible becoming visible yes. without even really understanting. And you'll come, to, it'll, it'll dawn on you one day, like, wow, this is interesting. You don't even have to think about it. Don't go home tonight thinking about, oh, I got to find the invisible, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't think about it. We, have a, a, we, are, we are fellowshipping about it, but don't get into your head about it. Because if you get into your head about it, you're going to go home tonight and find the wrong invisible. <laughs> it's not going to be it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Each extreme. Like, what if your friend says something and you say, "Hey, what do you mean by that? That just made me a little uncomfortable." What if you're communicating but you're not going off? You're not just staying with. That I love feeling? that question. That sounds like a real nice, cute, holy question, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did you mean by that? You said this, and it made me not in that voice. Just. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm thinking about the experts right now. <laughs> I hear a lot of psychologists and counselors telling their folks to, to do that. Oh, well, you should say to them, you made me feel uncomfortable. What did you mean? And I'm like, that's a lie. They should get their money back from that person and, and donate it to Barn. If that person made you feel uncomfortable, then take the pain. Let the light shine on that, and you'll overcome it. But if you're like, oh, you made me uncomfortable, what did you mean? They're going to give you some answer that is a, a temporary uh, saving. It doesn't set you free. It just set you up for the next person to come along and make you uncomfortable. And so you spend the rest of your life going around telling everybody they make you uncomfortable. But when you overcome that uncomfortableness by just watching yourself feel that way, then nobody else can make you feel that way. You're free from it. Isn't that cool? It's great, and it goes back to what you said <laughs> about staying with yourself, yes. fixing yourself. You got to stay with yourself because even if they say, hey, I didn't know I did that, I'm sorry. That's right. You still have to focus on your, how you receive. <laughs> That's things. right. You don't want an outer savior. You want the savior within to save you from it because if they make you feel comfortable, they just saved you from it. But John Doe could come along and take yeah. it away again yeah. because that spirit is still there. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. God wants us to overcome, and we overcome by being still and overcoming, letting go, letting go. The world is doing you a favor. Amen. They are really doing, when they are mean to you, even when someone says something to you like, you know what, you're so nice, I really like you, and you feel good about that, 
You should watch that too and overcome it. Really, you should overcome that too because just as they can give it to you, they can take it away from you. They say, oh, you know what? You're not that nice anyway. <laughs> and they will come back and take it away from you. They really will because, you know, the ego is a selfish thing. We are out of time. Dominique, did this help a little bit? A little bit? What did you learn from it? You're 14. What did you learn from it? Um, I'm still, I don't really know, but I'll take it home and think about it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's right. The one thing I want you to do this week is be patient with your mother. You know what I mean? Like when she's like not, she wake up in the morning mad about nothing. Or what she think? <laughs> Like that. <laughs> <laughs> or before she go to bed, but just don't resent, and you'll find what I'm talking about. Let that anger pass toward anybody, yourself or anyone. It'll pass. Um, yes, yeah, real fast, woman. Sounds like Confucius. It is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 Stop for that one. <laughs> but um, you know, God said, "Be still and know," and um, uh, what he wants is for you to just shut up, for you to let him cause you to die, for you to realize that of yourself you could do nothing. He really wants to do it for you. And within all of us, we have the kingdom of heaven inside of us. We have the light of God inside of us. But you got to really put first things first. Put him first. And when I say put him first, don't put your will into putting him first. Because when I say you got to put God first, it makes you want to go out and put him first. But when you try to put him first, he is not first. You just see, you need to see that he is not first, and then he will become first. You can't make him be first. I've heard so many Christians, I thought for a long time I was putting God first. The preachers say, put God first, so I go out and put him first until I want to do something. And then he's not first anymore. <laughs> You can't put him first. I have a CD on my, uh, on my website there, uh, Be Still and Know. It's a little prayer, and it would, show, it would cause you to just calm down so that the truth can catch up with you. I highly, highly recommend that you, do, you get it. And when you get it, be still and know. Go and pray so when situations come, you don't overreact to it. You know? It, it reminds me of the, the people in the boat with Jesus. You know, when Jesus was awake, they loved him. You know, Jesus, you're tough. You're God. We feel safe. You know what? You're the guy. You're the man. And, and you, you know, you were sent by God. And so Jesus took a nap. And when he went to sleep, the water, the wave came. The boat started rocking. And they freaked out. Wake up, Jesus. What are you doing to sleep? You know, we thought you were from God. And he got up and he said, you know what? Instead of overreacting, you could have told the water to be still. And so what he's saying is that when, these, when this anger come up in you, you know, you're feeling bad and good, you need to be still in that moment and overcome it, not overreact. Overcome it. Take the pain, and he'll come in and save you. You can tell the water to be still, and you'll overcome it. And so the CD, Be Still and Know, will help you to do that. Uh, we have a seven guarantee step to spiritual family, financial success guide. Uh, your tithe and offering, we need them to keep this going. Uh, check out our new website at bondaction.org, bondaction.org. Uh, you can call our order line at 1-800-411-2663.
1-800-411-BOND. And if you have any questions about anything that we've talked about, email me, church at bondinfo.org. If you want counseling, you can call our order line and, and set up a counseling appointment. You've got to overcome this. The world around you is falling apart. You cannot rely on it. We have an, a, a different reality inside of us, and that's where we're supposed to go within and live from within instead of from without. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you guys for coming today. I appreciate it. God bless you. <laughs>